Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We thank those of you who tuned in uh, five minutes ago. Yeah, when we were supposed to start. That's technical problem world. And, and let's be honest. Oh, I got it written down here. I got to make sure I got the right number. Today is episode 140 of Birds 365 with McMullen and McDonald. Not always McMullen and McDonald. Sometimes it's McDonald and Kurt. Sometimes it's McMullen and Krause. Uh, but uh, about 95% of the time, maybe 98% of the time, it's McMullen and McDonald. We have never had a false start. No. Unlike the Eagle offensive line, no. we have never had a false start here on Birds 365 before. We had our first in 140 shows today, J-Mac. It's a bad omen, Jody. It's a bad omen. Bruce. See, you Sunday didn't believe Monday. me when I yeah. said there's not a good yeah, football Friday. we were Friday. saying that, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's, uh, that, that's a, a correctable mistake. But in this case, no, I'm not going to blame it on us. It wasn't our fault. It was technical difficulties. I'm not blaming it on Xander Krause either. It's not his fault. It's a YouTube We're issue. Blaming YouTube. Yeah. When in doubt, YouTube blame YouTube. Is. They're only a billion dollar company. Go exactly. Ahead. An unforced error. An unforced error from who runs YouTube? Who's what the next Sirianni of YouTube? What you, about we got to get, we, you know, attention to detail over there. What about an unforced error? Did not foresee that coming. Uh, but we will give you our foresight to this week's Eagles and <clears> Raiders <throat> game. Uh, which this bears repeating, and I don't like repeating it, but it is uh, a necessary evil, so to speak. It's a football Friday, and in our start that never saw the light of day, I did ask my partner, John McMullen, is there such a thing as a bad football Friday? Because football is football, and it's great, and we all love it, and we all live for it. But if you're pretty confident that you know the outcome of the game, and you don't think the hometown team where you root, root, root for the hometown team, if they don't win, it's a shame, is going to go well, does that make it a bad football Friday? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not where you are. I get why if you have that. I, I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game, and I'm foreshadowing our predictions late. You've already foreshadowed yours, evidently. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to win the game either. But I will say it's a winnable game, if that makes sense. So if a couple things go their way, I don't think the Raiders are what the Eagles have been facing. I don't think the Raiders are – Tampa Bay. I don't think they're Kansas City, even though Kansas City isn't where we thought they would be. I still think they're a much better team. Um, I don't think they're Dallas, to be honest. So if you look at some of the teams that have been on the schedule for the Eagles, I think this is an easier, I think this is more in the San Francisco Carolina category where if they won one, they lost one. And, you know, it was a one score game and they had a chance and they probably outplayed the 49ers. They didn't get it done. They probably got outplayed by Carolina for the majority of the game. They made some plays. They got a play on special teams. They got a big field goal, and they found a way to win a game. So I think it's going to be more in that category. But I do think the Raiders have a better football team. and not, I don't think there's any question about that. 
and you did a good job of describing a couple of games the Eagles have played so far this year. Uh, I'll touch on another one that, like you, I didn't think they had a chance to win, and they didn't. And I was there last game, last Thursday, against the uh, Bucks, and that was only eight days ago. Why does it feel like it's been three weeks <clears throat> since the Eagles last played? It, yeah. I get it. If I never hear the term mini buy again, I'm going to be happy, Jody. Exactly. It's a the, the t- it affects the team the way the team hopefully wants it to affect them, but it affects those of us who cover the team and the fans who root for the team as well, and it's just it's borderline torturous that these games take as long as because uh, I'm watching baseball playoffs and there's a game every single night. Every night somebody's playing. So it's great you can stay in baseball mode. Eagles got to wait 10 freaking Man, days. That's why, for you know, game. but that's why people are so passionate because you have so little of it. So it just builds and builds and builds. That's really the, you know, people talk about betting and blah, blah. That to me is the secret of success with the NFL is there's so little of it compared to other sports. You know, you have disappointing losses in, in baseball. You're playing the next day. Uh, you have disappointing loss of basketball. You got a couple days, and and you're back out there. Uh, same thing in hockey, football, man. Woo. And then you get to the off season, which it's a hundred percent mac and mac. We were talking about um, in the off season, you got a tremendous build, uh, and everybody's excited by the time week one rolls around. That to me is is why the NFL generates so much passion. And why it bothers me that they add a game. They're at 17 games. Why they, you got to add a Monday night wild card game. We need a new day Thursday night. Now, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave that. Less is more when it comes to the NFL. All right, let's actually talk about this Eagle team in this game coming up on Sunday. Uh, As per the course, uh, shortly after we got off the air yesterday, the Eagles, Activated Dallas Goddard from the COVID-19 yeah. list. I was looking for a Johnny Mac missive during the show. So I just received an email. Dallas oh, I was driving. Been activated. I, I was driving down to the facility. Um, yeah, but it was day 10. So I thought I did the math right. And magically, uh, that was the key. So as long as Dallas was doing fine and wasn't actually um sick he was going to be back on day 10 and that's kind of how it happened and it did he was out there on the field with the team but he was not a full participant uh he got some work in on the sidelines did some running but he did not uh, uh fully participate with the offense during their practice yesterday um so whether he plays on sunday is still in question well he's playing Trust me on that. He was it's just ramping given? up. Yeah, he's going to play. Well, nothing's a given, but it's not going to be because he's not ready to play from the COVID list. You know, you can get hurt and walk or, you know, everything can happen. We just saw Lane Johnson be scratched two hours before a game. But the Eagles are planning on him playing Sunday in Las Vegas. All right, we'll see. Uh, and the one thing we will not know until the game starts is – is he at 100%? Now, if he's at 98, nobody's going to know the Man, difference yeah. between 100 and 98. But if he's still feeling the effects and he's well, yeah. not at 100, well, then that could certainly affect his ability to make plays on Sunday against the Raider defense. Yeah, sure. I mean, that is an illness that, you know, affects people different ways. And some people don't even, you know, it doesn't affect them at all. And other people are affected for a long time. So, 
It really is uncertain. And that's why he had the ramp up period yesterday. That's why they didn't throw him right back into practice. They wanted to make sure um, he had a little bit of time to, to work on uh, conditioning more than anything else. But yeah, until you see somebody get back on the field, you don't know. And especially it's a respiratory disease. So, you know, I mean, that could affect your conditioning first and foremost uh, more than anything else if you don't have your wind. So, J-Mac, I asked you this question yesterday. Uh, What percentage of snaps do you think Dallas Goddard is going to play in this upcoming game? Uh, And, yeah, there'll be a couple plays where they'll go uh, four wide and he won't be on the field. But most time the Eagles have a tight end Um, when Zach Ertz was still here. Uh, there was very few four wide sets. Uh, there were more uh, 12 personnel than there were four wide. Uh, so I asked you what percentage, and you said 85 to 90 percent. You think Goddard would be out there, and I agreed with you on that. Well, that does leave 15 percent, either four wide and or someone else on the field, maybe even a little 12, two tight end, uh, for third and one. Will the Eagles actually run the ball on the third and one? Jack, That's Jack the, Stoll, baby. That's a Jack legitimate Stoll. question. Is Jack Stoll the given to be that guy? He's the given if you want a blocker out there. I, to me, the more interesting part of this week is how quickly are they going to get Tyree Jackson uh, back in the mix? Um, they act. They started his 21-day window, so they can activate him at any time. They could activate him Saturday. Uh, they would have to do that before the game. Same with Kayvon Wallace. But with Tyree, it's it's more of a question because he's been out for two months, essentially. But, man, Howie Roseman keeps bringing him up uh, without being prompted. Uh, Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, everybody's raving about this kid. It's pretty clear they want to see him, um, and they want to see him play. So if he's capable of playing, I think they're going to activate him. Uh, the question is, how much of a ramp-up period does he need? And getting back to Got it. I'm probably because of what happened yesterday and they started them out so slowly. I'm going to scale that back to about 80 as my over under Uh, just, you know, maybe he's not a hundred percent from a conditioning standpoint. Uh, But if it's not, remember they brought Richard Rogers back as well. They could elevate him from the practice squad. Uh, You have those two practice squad elevations. Um, Have Noah to guy as well back. So they have, they have options, but it's pretty clear they want, you know, Dallas out there the majority of the time. And Jack Stoll has already crafted out a role as sort of a blocker, plays fullback sometimes even down at the goal line. And and then, you know, depends what you want. If Tyree's not going, I would think they would want to elevate Richard Rodgers, but he just got back. And, and you know, Noah was – um, active last week, but I don't think he had a snap. I have to look at that. I don't, he might have not played. Yeah, he didn't play. So he was right, re- he was active, but he's just got back here and he didn't play so, against so the they, Buccaneers. they activated four tight ends last week. Uh, no, Dallas was out. Um, oh, so, God, was out. God, God, he didn't play right. My bad. Yeah, so Zach was still there. They had Jack Stoll and Noah was the third tight end. Richard Rogers was in Arizona at the time. Right. So, they hadn't, yeah. they hadn't brought him back yet. It will be very interesting. Now, uh, you guys got to see some practice yesterday. Do you time it when you go out there? Do you look at your watch and 
make sure you know what time they kick you off as to because the NFL is so regimented and regulated about time, how much time you can yeah. practice. It's all collectively bargained. I know you guys don't have a collective bargaining agreement with the Eagles. Uh, we actually they, do. They dictate to do. you. We have the, the pro football writers have. It's not a, a, a – but we have an agreement with the NFL that teams have to um, follow certain rules. Um, it's not collectively bargained, obviously, but it, there is an agreement. Um but it's not about time, though. It's about what they're doing. So, you know, we're allowed out there for stretching. And we're allowed out there for some individual work. And the minute team drills start, we're out. So it, more than time, like Fridays, for instance, uh, today, uh, the Eagles do walkthrough. We're out. We're in there for five minutes. On Wednesday, when you have a longer practice, we're out there for 20 25 minutes um uh so it's not it's not the timing more as what what they're doing and as soon as they get into teamwork that's cia level stuff Joe. Right. we can't we can't watch that the, the reason why i asked was i was uh, inquisitive to see if you could get a read on tyree jackson as to uh how far along in the uh, now overused phrase ramp up process he is is there yeah, i've gotten time? yeah i've i've got yeah he looks fine and that's why i put it in the mix he looks ready to go he looks completely healthy um and if they want to look at him and it seems pretty evident they want to look at him because you have it from three different people uh how excited they are to see what he can bring um i see no reason other than you know the mental part of it if if you know, um, but obviously he's a developmental player anyway. So, you know, quarterback um, shifting to tight end. So from a physical standpoint, I mean, he's been out there before he would, they started this window. He's been out on the field while the team is practicing, working on side fields with trainers. He's looked very close for a while. Um so, yeah, from a physical standpoint, he looks fine. And uh, one of you guys, and when I say you guys, uh, I'm referring to uh, you and your fellow Eagle Beat reporters, who I would love to give credit to, but I'm just uh, too forgetful to remember whose uh, banner I read it under. Uh, could have been BLG, could have been Jimmy Kemsky. Um, made the note, and I it, it hadn't dawned on me, because, again, I'm not an Eagle Beat reporter like you guys. Um Tyree Jackson has caught very few passes from Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That he did all of his preseason work with the quote unquote second unit, which means he had a good working relationship with Joe Flacco, which means nothing right about now because we're not planning on seeing Joe Flacco. Well, I say we, that'd be you and me, not you, me, and Marcus Hayes. Um, <laughs> so so uh, at some point, uh, Jalen Hurts needs to get up to speed with Tyree Jackson. Or more well said, Tyree Jackson needs to get up to speed with Jalen Hurts. That's something they need to work out in practice before they throw him into the deep end of the pool, don't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to get him involved with the with the first team offense, but I would then again, I would argue, well, they don't use Zach Ertz when he was here and Dallas Goddard like they should. So why would they use Tyree Jackson 
if they can't get the football to those guys uh, pretty consistently. And then we're back to the chicken and the egg. They don't throw the football in the middle of the field. That's where tight ends uh, do most of their work. Um, so, yeah, it might be, you know, we can talk about looking at Tyree Jackson. You don't throw the football in the middle of the field. What's he going to do? Is he going to play receivers? So is he going to outside the numbers? Uh, maybe it doesn't matter. Is they can, unless they, they can, change, they can split him out a little bit. I think he'll be more Zach Ertz like than he will be. Dallas oh, yeah, Goddard. he's not blocking anybody. That's let's be honest. The point I'm trying to make. All right, he's John McMahon. I'm Jordan McDonald with the Mac and Mac guys. I see our first guest is ready to join us. He'll be up when we get back from this timeout. Our buddy Bob Gross from the Delco Times next here on Birds 365. <laughs> comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears ah the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day as long as you can find it here's what we suggest pure bull beef jerky is our answer and soon it will be yours locally produced in the philadelphia region this high quality healthy protein snack is easy to secure go to steersnacks.com and you'll see hot garlic tropical heat pure bull dry rub and our favorite huck and fought what's that huck and fought go now to steersnacks.com go for the midnight tears go for the game go for the hits Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
appreciate you jumping aboard Birch 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel with Mac and Mac, McMullen and McDonald. We are joined by an esteemed colleague, or at least he thinks so. Now, we're only kidding. We love whenever Bob Groats joins us. Very esteemed. That's, oh, he's got no, you're, you're on mute, Bob. Let's see if you can push we can't hear This you. is not a YouTube problem. This is not an unforced error. This is a Bob Groats unforced error. <laughs> We're seeing it live. We're seeing it live, and he can hear me. Let's see if this goes. He can hear you. Hopefully, he can hear me. The question is, can we hear him? That's what we need. we got to be able to see Bob Groats. He's a handsome man, but we well, really we do bring him, him on for yeah, his Bob, verbal click insight. out and click back in. Maybe that works. Click out and click back in. Hopefully, we get him back. Bob is hilarious. By See, the way. you know what? You know how this all started, McMoan? It's my fault. This is on me. I said it wasn't a great football Friday because I don't yeah. think the Eagles are it, going to win. I'm usually the pessimistic one, and Bob's even more pessimistic than right. me. Right. I'm, 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 I'm the, the, the happy tune here, and I'm singing a sour one because I think the Eagles are going to lose. And this ties into the point you made because you said, well, at least it's a potentially winnable game. Was uh, it a yeah. potential winnable game against the Chiefs? Probably not. Was it a potential winnable game against the Bucs? Probably not. This should be a potentially winnable game. Maybe that's why it's annoying me so much, because you're right. The the argument you make, the stance you're taking is on point. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles are going to win. But Groats is probably <laughs> going to love me today, because that right. is the case. All right, we got it smiling Let's face. Try. The question is, can we hear Bob Groats? Yeah, well, he's still got the mute thing there. Can you really tell that by looking at his screen? That yeah, he's got that. See the the microphone has the X out on it. That's Did you see I mean. that? You got better eyes than me. I couldn't well, see I don't that have, on his screen. Yeah, I, I I don't have great. I tell that to my wife. She <laughs> I she she claims I don't see anything. Although that might be, you know, not wanting to see certain things more than anything else. Selective loss of vision. Yes, thank you. Yes. I couldn't think of that. Good. It's not good for a, for a journalist. Can't think of a word, Joe. No, it, it, but it could be good. I think. Here we go. There we go. There he is. Yeah. Third time is the a charm. Man in the house. Yeah, I got the handheld, guys. Yeah. Oh, we got the hand. We had to change. It, All right. Am great. I allowed to say that on on your show? The handheld. Yes, yeah, absolutely. This is YouTube. Absolutely. You can say whatever you want. Thank God for I'm that. On yeah, I'm not going to go unforced error there like Nick Sirianni. I think that was a technical error. We had some technical errors. It's technical error Friday. There you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got Bob Gross. That's hey, exciting. Hey, part. how about this, guys? I got to get this off my head, uh, off my mind here. Uh, Howie Roseman sends an investigator down to Houston to check out Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That that's got to inspire confidence. By the way, in Deshaun, yeah. Right. By the way, by the way, a guy snooping around. I'm ninety. Questions. I'm 98% sure of how he sent down to Houston. And I don't know if investigator is the best term, but I digress. Well, and, whoa, 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 hold on. You guys got more info than I have. Uh, I need more information. Do Jody, we know, sent, do we know sent, who this yeah. investigator is? Right. I think I know. John thinks there. he does. I, I wonder if they sent Nick down there, you know, over the... The uh, mini bye week, you know, go down there and see what, <laughs> see what you can sniff out there, Nick. Yeah, go down. They did this I'm months kidding. ago. 
They did this months ago. But how about that? I mean, yeah. isn't that the best way to get someone to want to come to your team, investigate them? Well, uh, in the Eagles' defense, you have to investigate the guy. Well, I mean, uh, you have well, to. You wait, have to. Hold get... on. Are you telling me he didn't send Howard Eskin down? <laughs> is, is that that would have been don't good? Think... Yeah, I don't Howard, think Howard Howard's could, a crack yeah. report. He gets to the bottom of things. That's he a long get to trip. To the bottom of it. Maybe, That's a long maybe, trip. Maybe they they just called up Daryl Morey. He's got a lot of contacts in Houston. Maybe maybe he knows. But you know, he's the last guy I would call right now. <laughs> <laughs> you believe he brought that, he brought that problem into the locker room? I mean that that's too much. That's a that's another story for another show. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, yeah. I'm not faulting him for that whole saga, but he's got a part in this. Well, let's talk about Deshaun Watson since we brought him up. And, uh, you know, the Eagles have had interest in him dating back months, and Jeffrey Lurie has evidently given the all-clear, but Deshaun Watson hasn't given the all-clear. Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play here. So why do people keep talking about it? I I guess they're going to keep talking about it until he ends up in Miami. Yeah, because the Eagles are two and four, and um, and and you know there's going to be a lot. It's not just the Eagles after this year, but there's going to be a lot of teams looking at uh, quarterbacks. I mean, if you oh yeah, if you just check around, I mean, there's you, you can't tell me that uh, Carolina's not going to want another quarterback. You know, just looking at the teams that they played, Atlanta, they need a quarterback. I, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, there's going to be a it's going to be a real. Uh, the market is going to be well. It's going to be exacerbated by this this need in the off season, and and that's if you want ready made quarterbacks. You know some of the some of the good guys, but you know you bring those guys in and um, you expend a lot of resources doing it. And you know what what kind of a window are you going to have? And um, I, I heard a part of your show the other day with uh, Marcus Hayes because I just had to, I don't know how I got there. But it was I love, pretty good. I, I love I love Marcus. Marcus it was pretty is, good. Yeah. And Jody called him out because he said you're you're gonna waste the window of guys like Fletcher Cox. And, and I was thinking, what window? <laughs> uh, okay. That so thing is done. I'm you know? gonna have I mean, to do battle with field growth. All right, before yeah. we do that though, um, here's one thing that you alighted to. We've been talking about it forever, but it's I don't know why it struck me differently today. Deshaun Watson's desire to come here to Philadelphia, that it's being reported, you guys, others, um, that he has no real desire to come to Philadelphia. But he's good with Miami. And Bob Gross just said, yeah, the Eagles are two and four. Miami's one and five. Yeah, The yeah. Dolphins are worse than the Eagles. Well, so they got... is it South Beach? Is it the weather? No, Why yeah. is going to Miami yeah. a good thing for Deshaun Watson? Yes. But God forbid he come to Philadelphia where they only won a Super Bowl four years ago. Can I take this? I'll take this, last Super Bowl, you, what, 30 you years ago? Spot. You take this, Bob. I'll take this. Stephen Ross. Yeah. That's well, why that... he wants to go there. He'll be, the, he'll be the king of that kingdom. I mean, and they got a young team. I think they – who has a better chance to win in the next couple of years, the Eagles or Miami? So – and I think I, – I, you know, I'm not positive on this. I'm not 100%. But I, I think he has uh, some sort of affinity for uh, Brian Flores, the, the coach. Um, I think he can relate to the guy. And, uh, and, and you know, he was – he looked like – a real up and coming star before this year. And I think, uh, I think probably the, those Deshaun Watson rumors, you know, I don't, I, I don't see how they could settle Tua. 
and uh, Fitzpatrick wasn't there. Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't there to kind of calm things down and, <laughs> and remind everyone that it was a business. So I think you had a little bit of that. And, and they got some tough breaks with, with injuries, too, like a lot of teams do. But uh, if you ask me, you know, are they – I'd have to take a better look at the roster, I guess. But uh, I think they have a better chance to win in the next two, three, four years than than uh, the Eagles. Yeah, and I, I, I don't even think it's a football-related decision. It's a personal preference. He's got business interests down there, and that's, you know, John McClain has, has said he's comfortable in that area. There is no taxes, all that, the weather, uh, all that plays into it. Bob's right, though, with Brian Flores. And Stephen Ross is loves the guys. So. He'll give him whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean he, he'll do whatever it takes. Now he, you know won't have as many resources, but uh, I, I I don't I don't think um, you know uh, right now to me the Eagles are not the preferred destination. You know for for God, for a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers um, that type of thing uh, Deshaun Watson I don't think they're the preferred destination. So. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if but that. I, I don't think Watson's it's Eagles problem, related I, I as much as an individual decision. Each individual decision is a little bit different. Rodgers wants to be on the West Coast. The 49ers are stupid. They're stupid 15 different times. He'd love to play for them, but they, won't, a, they won't wait. Yeah, there's a lot of things that go into that. But um, you got to ask yourself why the Eagles would be a preferred destination right now for, you know, an elite type quarterback. And uh, I, you know, I'm all ears. Well, well, yeah. well uh, it's not looking first, good right now. Uh, let, let me say this. The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles have supposedly sent down an investigator to see if they can get some background information on this whole Deshaun Watson mess. Um, is perhaps the reason he doesn't want to come to Philadelphia, Miami has better masseuses? That. Yeah, that, that's the that, easy that, if joke, that is a moving. And, and uh, by the way, I, by the way, I think they do. Given it that time. Well, then Jeff Laurie's got to up. He's got to upgrade his masseuse yeah. game here in town. Come on, yeah. Jeff, pull some strings. Get some key masseuses here in Philadelphia. I'm there's an NFL owner joke in there somewhere. Masseuses. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of jokes in there, but I'm going to get myself in trouble if I go down that. Uh, I can yeah, give you some I, ad, some addresses, but I'm going to get myself in trouble. If I do. And, and I, you know, I, I'll give him some more time here. I'll give Jalen Hurts some more time, but um, I, I'm I'm starting to wonder if he really is the answer too. And um, I I kind of I I think that this offense that they're running right now, I don't know how they're going to change the whole thing. <laughs> well, they're, you can't change the whole thing during the the mini buy, the break here. But uh, I I just think it's too predictable. And um, and and while uh, Jack while while uh, Hurts has been really really good in the red zone, particularly inside the, the 10 yard line this year, I, you know, the rest of that field, I, he's just uh, the decision-making and in that offense. And, and I'm not, I, I can't blame, I, I don't know who to blame there. I don't know whether that's all he can, he can do is uh, really well as the red zone um, in close or, you know, the, the rest is it the offense, the rest of the field. I, there's just so many issues there. And, um, and so many different types of breakdowns that it, it's really hard to sort that out. But I, I just had that feeling right now that uh, with all that draft capital the Eagles have, they, you know, and, and this not exactly breaking news, but uh, I think they, they're going to bring in another guy next year. All right. Uh, the Eagles had extra time. 
to self-scout, self-evaluate <laughs> this week because they had the Thursday night game against the Dolphins. I need you to uh, give me a possibility of Bob Groats. Is there a chance that with all these extra days and extra hours of available tape work and consultation, somehow, some way they came up with the concept of, hey, why don't we run the football more than we do? Is there any chance that that came out of all of this self-evaluation? Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. If you look at uh, some of the, the Raiders games, who the, their next opponent, they, they don't do a great job stopping the run. You know, especially mm-hmm. especially between the tackles, that'll be interesting. And uh, I think Miles Sanders could could hit some of those against this team. So, I and I think they got a shot this week. Um, just looking at the Raiders, wow! I mean, all that all that turnover, that change from uh, from Gruden to Basaccia, mm-hmm. yeah, he's still getting yeah. used to putting to wearing the headphones. He he couldn't find a comfortable way to to uh, <laughs> adjust to that mic and all that stuff. I mean. That Derek Carr's that's clearly Derek Carr's team. It's like he's kind of like the player coach right now. So they definitely have a shot this week. I think running is I, I think it's probably going to be back on the table a little bit. I don't know. I don't know how um, they're going to, you know, that read option. I, I wonder if that's going to be there's going to be a little bit less of that. But, uh, you know, the, the but, you know, we're still looking at some of the same things. Um, with uh, with that offense, I mean, you, in terms of you can't change everything. They kind of are who they are. So um, I don't know. You're just gonna have to bite the bullet, I think. And uh, but I, but I do think they have a, a shot. I mean, I, this could get, if uh, the Raiders make a few mistakes and and they they really don't. But you know, they they're they're due. I think they're four turnovers. That's it. I think they yeah. have the fewest turnovers in the league. So but but you know the the. Good part about that, they're all interceptions. So, uh, and the Eagles can have picked off some passes. Just a lot of stuff, uh, you know. I, and you know, in terms of the buy with the players, Jody, I, I just get the feeling that uh, they they just really needed to chill. I don't know how much football work they did. Uh, the coaches looked at some stuff, and and um, you know how much that could help you in a few days. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much the coaches did either out of group text well michael play was golfing so that that kind of that that you know that revelation by uh nick sirianni about uh you know you you're watching games obviously he was watching on his phone you're trying to do some of your your outside football work and you're watching games then you start texting your colleagues and that's kind of a learning tool that's the way i took it yes like (laughs) i don't know man it'd be like uh by the way if i were on that group text i would mute that group text I'm trying yeah. to watch the game. You yeah, clowns, yeah. Get off here. Well, but, I would mute it. I would mute it because I don't want it being used against me like 50 years later. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point as well. Now, I, I do want to rewind to Jalen Hurts for a couple of reasons. One, you said, and I agree with you, it's tough to figure out what the issue is here. But we do have now all the Deshaun Watson stuff bubbling up. It'll be done good or bad by... November 2nd because he's either got to get moved or he's staying in Houston uh, for the rest of the season on ice. Um, But Jalen Hurts has got to hear these things too. He knows the Eagles are not all in on him. And, you know, he's a very even-tempered guy. Um, You think that's affecting him? And then the offense as a whole, Bob, you mentioned, if I had to pin you down and force you, is it the scheme or is it the quarterback? In other words, is Nick Sirianni trying to protect the quarterback or is this just a terrible offense? 
What what I, what's your best yeah. guess? I, I hate to I hate to do this thing, but I think it, it's both of those entities. You know, I think you have a coaching staff that's trying to figure out what he does best, and they and they they think they know, but they but they don't really know. And uh, and I I think he struggled in um, some of those decisions. You know, the the um, and um, that what they lead to what what do they call them off schedule plays and that yeah off schedule I mean, some of it, too many times he just um, you know it, it just takes like um, a, a certain look even like uh, not a like a zone blitz or something and it just blows yeah. up the play and um, and and this this shouldn't be happening as much as it happens so um, and all it takes is a couple of those to uh, you know in a yeah. in a quarter to just kind of short circuit the offense and uh, Nick was talking about how you have to run so many plays before you you understand what the defense is doing. And if you had three and outs, it, it takes longer because you only had three plays and three plays, that that type of thing. I mean, we're, we're really starting to get into an area that, um, you know, if I was a coach, I'd feel uncomfortable talking about that. You know, I, I, don't, I, I would just go back to the, I got to do a better job and, uh, and that type of thing. And, and, you know, Nick still is learning, you know, about being a head coach in Philadelphia and um, you know, that Jason Kelsey rant the other day. I mean, uh, he, was awesome. I, that, that was directed at, at athletes, but you know, I mean, I think a lot of people have to take a look at that, you know, and, um, and, and realize, you know, like what, what their role is, you know, and I'm talking about the coaching staff, like uh, you guys, you know, you're, you're not, you're not part of the the players, you know, you, you're trying to connect with the players and everything, but you're the coaches and, um, and you gotta, I think that that line is blurred a little bit too. So um, you need more urgency. And I, I think they gotta be a little bit tougher on these guys. All right. Uh, both of you guys beating up on the offense pretty good and they deserve it. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that you're, I can't even get to the defense. In, well, I'm going to try and it. get to the defense. Cause I saw this great stat from our buddy, uh, Ruben Franks that I hadn't uh, noticed. I should have that the Eagles have played six games so far, three times this year, the opposing team's quarterback has completed 80% or more of his passes. 80 not yeah. 65, not 68, not 70, not 70. 80% of his passes are more. Now, they're pretty talented guys named Mahomes and Brady. And yeah. They're, 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 they're very good players, but 80%. How is yeah. that zone defense that Jonathan Gannon's running working if the other team's quarterback is allowed to uh, complete eighty percent of his passes. Yeah, those are all. Those are all elite guys. You have to put a, a couple of asterisks in there. And look at the receivers too, Jody. I mean that, you know. And when I watch some of these games, these other games on TV, and I and I see the scores and the and the points run up and everything, and it, I mean it still comes down to a stop here or there, and uh, and that's that's what they've not been able to do, make that critical stop. But yeah, yeah. I mean that stat is is nasty. That um, that eighty percent stat, and uh, but you know, they were and and they weren't really in those games, if you ask me. I they they think they were, but uh, I I don't think they were in the Dallas game, um, and I think they you know they were just always playing from behind and against Kansas City, and definitely even against um, Tampa, you know, and Tampa just wanted to get just get the game over with. So 
I, I don't think they, you know, they, they need to get, they need to make that, get that signature stop. You know, it doesn't have to be a goal line play, but they, you know, that, that signature stop the way they did in say uh, the Carolina game where they, they intercepted uh, Darnold at, at the end of that game. And, um, or they, you know, well, against Atlanta, that was totally different. So, um, you know, it, it, can the defense do that against um, teams that are, you know, not the elite teams? I think they, they can do that. And um, and I got to admit, this team, you know, the talent level on that, I, I had um, I had a lot of questions coming in the year. It, it's not as bad as I thought it was, the talent level. But uh, all that said, I, I think – I still think the rest of this year is a struggle. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll say to Jody, I'll add in that the Eagles' goal is to stop explosive plays in the passing game. They've largely done that. Uh, you know, if you go back to the Tampa game, the Antonio Brown play was 27, yard, 27 yards. Uh, that was the longest passing play of the game. Hey, you go back to Kansas City until the end when they broke Tyreek Hill. Here's the problem with the Eagles' defense. They're trying to play the bend but don't break, but they break. They don't come up yeah. with the play. They don't come up the play to, with the stop it. Alex Singleton was talking about this yesterday. Um, they're, 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 that's why I don't give the defense as much blame as the offense. They're, they're accomplishing what they want to do. They're just not making the play. With the offense, I don't know what they're trying to do. Does that make sense to either of you? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I, no. I hear I hear what you're saying, John, but here's the problem. If you die by a gash across the throat, that's one thing. If you die by a, a gash of a thousand little paper cuts, yeah, guess what? what? At the end of the day, there's an autopsy going on. Death I is agree. death is death. It doesn't matter how you die. When you die, an Eagles defense has died that. too much this year. But at least I can see the plan. They're not executing the plan. They're not being successful uh, with the plan on on too many occasions. But at least I know what they're trying to accomplish. I don't know what the hell the offense is trying to accomplish on a week-to-week basis. That's why I'm more concerned with that side of the ball. Yeah, there a lot of that last game. Um, what was that block? It was like five or six, three and outs at an interception. Uh, how can you, you know, I, that put me to sleep almost. And, um, you know, they, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine calling all those plays if I was uh, Nick Sirianni. So, uh, well, yeah. Bubble like screen, slip screen, regular yeah. screen. You, you, you just it's know, easy. you know what the repertoire is. And that's why I don't, I don't really know whether they're going to, they're going to just change the way that they, they do this whole thing. But, uh, but Jody, I, I think they, I think you will see some more runs this week. Yeah, more than more than we've seen. So uh, well, you have and, to almost. Yeah, right? yeah. I, you got to do something. To, yeah, you got to do something with uh, uh, to keep uh, Derek Carr to keep him off the field a little bit. Once he gets in a rhythm, he'll just he'll cut you to pieces. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, leading if you go by yardage, leading passer in the National Football League, Tom Brady, aided by a, by being able to throw it all over the Eagles last Thursday. Number two, Derek Carr. So two weeks running, they uh, played against the, uh, one of the top two quarterbacks in the National Football League when it comes to yardage uh, through the airways. Not good for the birds. All right, well, they're, let me, they're Super Bowl. Let their me Super flip Bowl is in two weeks, Jody. The what? <laughs> the Super Eagles Bowl. Super Bowl is in two weeks. Yeah. 
Detroit against oh, the Lions. We're yeah. talking Lions Detroit. here. Okay, yeah, that's Dan, their Super Bowl. The Dan Deuce. Campbell. There's a guy I'm absolutely taking Nick Sirianni over. Coaching yeah. matchup: Eagles Lions Advantage Philadelphia. Dan I don't Campbell. know. You got Deuce there. Deuce Staley. Dave Pip. Deuce also a member of the Owen Six Lions staff. So sorry, yeah. Deuce, you're guilty by association. Um, let me take it completely out the left field. John kind of got, uh, he laughed at me the other day because I got perturbed by uh, Howie Roseman just blatantly looking in the camera and lying and saying, well, I don't look at us as sellers just because we traded Zach Gertz, a contributing member to our offense, which has enough issues to begin with. We're, we're giving opportunities to our other young players, Tyree Jackson, blah, 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 and this great young cornerback who couldn't get on the field for the Arizona Cardinals over six games, despite the fact that they got injuries up the Yahoo at the cornerback position. But no, we're adding. We're not We're not sellers here. It was a blatant sell. It was an unquestioned sell in my mind. And I, I understand he can't come out and just say, yeah, we're packed it in already. We've given up for the year. So he's got to be very um, judicious in the way that he says this. Let me flip the script completely. What's the chance that if the Eagles win this week, which I don't think is going to happen. John doesn't think is going to happen. Sounds like you don't think it's going to happen either, Bob. But we're all surprised, and Eagles get a win. Any chance they turn to buyers leading up to the NFL draft? And I'm not talking about Deshaun Watson. I'm talking about using some of that $22 million cap room they have to get a player who can help them win this year. Yeah, I, I don't see that. I, I don't. Um, and, and I thought that this was just a culture-building year from the beginning so uh the answer would be no and I, I still think they might they may end up dealing somebody like uh Derek Barnett they don't have his rights next year someone you, you might be able to get something for that you might be able to get a second day pick for him um a pass rusher they kind of made it clear that they think Josh Sweat is the future so I wouldn't be surprised if they if they dealt another guy or two like uh I, although there's you know you look at that roster you know who you're going to want that's reliable, you know, that doesn't get hurt. So, but I think Barnett, uh, if he's healthy and, and, you know, again, I say that, what is he? He's got a foot injury, John. So he'd still uh, have to pass the physical, right? Yeah. He, but, he but, but, fully. The, problem, the problem with Derek is he makes too much money. I don't, I don't think because he makes $10 million. Um, I could see a contender though. I think plenty of teams would want them, but I don't know if the value is going to be there as a second-day pick just because of the contract. Steven yeah. Nelson is a guy. Steve Nelson, because he doesn't make a lot of money. He's only on a one-year deal. He's playing well. Everybody needs corners in this league. There's injured yeah. corners on contenders all over the place. I think he might be the under so – underrated guy that might that might go that would be the direction that i would go i mean i i still don't i don't think they're going to the playoffs and um if you look at the the way that they they play yeah they're not a playoff team and um they 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 have to identify the quarterback to me that's the that's still the most compelling question yeah who's going to be the quarterback i don't think they're sold on it they you know um hurts you know, the, the, the coach has been pretty clear. Like, he kind of put out a checklist on uh, Javon, on uh, Jalen Hurts 
so we know when he's playing well and when he isn't. And when, when he's off schedule and running around, he's, he's not doing, he's not running the offense. So, uh, yeah. and that, that happens about maybe what, at least, you know, close to half the time. And yeah. I'm not saying it's all his fault. I, there, there have been some other problems. They've shuffled guys along that offensive line, and, uh, and that doesn't help. they got some young receivers that uh, some of them still don't know how to run routes. I think Devontae Smith is definitely the route runner guy there. So uh, they, they got a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts. But uh, yeah. still, that, you know, that off-schedule stuff, once, once we see him, uh, Jalen Hurts play under more control, I think um, – then we'll, waiting, we'll be able to make I'm an evaluation. Waiting. Here's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for we get back to Doug Peterson. Let the offense work for you. I'm waiting for Nick Sirianni to drop that. He's getting really close to dropping that with Jalen Hurts because he's getting a little frustrated about the off-schedule stuff and about giving up on plays too early. You can yeah. sense that. I, I just think this RPO stuff, I, I don't know, man. I, I – it, it's too co- too collegiate, you know. You, you just this is not something that you you know. I, no, you don't I, I, I've heard other ball. people say it. They're they're not. I mean, they used. To, I, I heard one guy, you know, refer to it as a um, well a high school offense. You know, like that was uh, Seth. Seth. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Seth said that, but but oh, you know, it, I, it was Seth Joyner on Eagle okay, Coast okay. Game Show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, th- that's you know. I mean, and what is a high school offense? You know, it's predictable. I, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I I want both of you guys reads on this one because it bothers me greatly. If there's a bigger Devontae uh, fan in town, I'd like them to step forward because I was a huge fan before he ever became a Philadelphia Eagle when he was still at Alabama. And I was saying he's better than Henry Ruggs, who the Eagles will see this week, and Jerry Judy and uh, Waddle, who went before him in the draft. I've loved this kid uh, since three years ago at Alabama. His numbers so far this year are okay. They're not awe-inspiring. They're not off the charts good. Uh, Pro Football Focus came out with their list of the top 15 rookies in the NFL (laughs) so far this year after six games. He's nowhere to be seen on it. He's got to take some of the blame. Hertz has got to take some of the blame. Sirianni's got to take some of the blame. Who's the biggest one to take the blame? Um, I, I think the quarterback. And I, I think he's got plenty of arm too to make the throws, and um, and I think he's shown us that he can make make the throws. But uh, I don't think he's um, I my feeling right now he's not running the offense really well. And uh, except like like I was saying inside the the red zone when he gets in there, in the last few games he's been lethal in there. I, I don't understand why that doesn't translate to the the rest of the field. I'm, I'm, yeah, let's see. I'm trying to figure out who is most to blame for this mess. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. Um, I think it's too early, uh, too easy to lean on the quarterback. Um, uh, but where else can you lean? I mean, where else can you go? I, 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 I acknowledge what you just said, Jody. The, the receivers stink, except for Devontae. Yeah. Um, uh, the tight ends were good when they had Zach Ertz. They're still good with Dallas Goddard, but they don't use them. Uh, but I think that's because of the quarterback. And they don't use the running back, which I think is 
a little bit from column A, a little bit coaching, a little bit quarterback. Um, so all of that, yeah, I would have to go quarterback more than coach, which is where I've been uh, throughout the whole thing. Bob Groats, as always, a pleasure. Whenever you come on, uh, we got this mute thing down. Have your hand held, uh, and uh, we, we're perfectly within our rights to use handheld all we want here on YouTube uh, since we tried to break down the masseuse difference between Miami and Philadelphia. We can go handheld without a problem here yeah. on YouTube. Uh, Grotzi, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for coming on. We'll uh, hit you back up in a couple of weeks. All right. I'll see you guys. Thanks, Bob. Bob Grotz doing the best uh, Halloween impersonation. I love the, the dark backdrop behind him. Once we got his voice on, we knew we were ready to rock. All right. Uh, John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys. Uh, we've got a good guest coming up now. We're number two as well. One of our buds, uh, we will talk to Paul Dumwich, longtime Eagle beat writer who's uh, jumping in and out. Uh, and it's got a project coming up with our own John McMullen. We'll give you details on that and get Damo's uh, insight to the Eagles and the Raiders coming up on Sunday. We'll do all that in hour number two here at Birds 365. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back aboard Birds 365 on a football Friday. At least in my opinion, not a good football Friday because I'm picking Eagles to lose. I think they're going out to Vegas. What stays in Vegas, or what happens in Vegas, supposed to stay in Vegas. Unfortunately, the loss is going to come back to the East Coast with the Eagles. I see them at two and five, and I hope I'm wrong. God, I hope I'm wrong, because I asked this question of Bob Groats. I didn't get your take on it, so I'll, I'll ask you now, Jay Mack. Let's say McDonald's an idiot, and the Eagles go out there and not only win, but look pretty good. The offense is improved. They actually run the ball and move the sticks and keep the other team's offense on the bench and the defense, not only in the one game that they've had this year where they actually bent but didn't break, Against Carolina, there's a, another defensive effort like that. I'm kind of doubting it because Derek Carr is better than Sam Donald. But uh, Derek Carr is a bad day. Things go the Eagles' way. They come up huge defensively, and they have a nice and impressive win to get to three and four. Is there any chance that Jeffrey Laurie walks into Howie Roseman's office on Monday and says, hey, we're in this. The Giants lost again, which I think will happen. They're buried. Uh, the Washington football team lost again, which I think will happen. They're not winning in Green Bay. Um, Dallas doesn't play this week. They're on a bye. But we're still in this, Howie. Uh, we've got $22 million, $22 million in cap room right now. We could go out and actually get someone who can help this team win. Why don't we use some of those huge assets we got, that all-important fifth-round pick that we got from uh, – <coughs> uh, Wow, I sneezed. Arizona. First time ever. First time got... ever on the air I sneezed, Jody, by the way. I don't know if it. I have or haven't. Um, <laughs> but they've got some draft capital that they could use. Is there any chance the Eagles actually become buyers in this market, J-Mac? Um, other than Deshaun Watson and the miracle change and the miracle, okay, I'll play in Philadelphia. I don't think so. I, I And I give the Eagles credit for this. I think they've been disciplined. I've talked about you got to be disciplined. Look, they're going to be in it. If you talk about that last wild card, because there's the extra wild card, you're going to be about a 500 team. You might get in at nine and eight. Uh, you might get in at eight and nine. Who knows how it shakes out in the NFC. Right now it's three and three. The last wild card team is three and three. The Eagles are two and four. They're in it. Now, there's a bunch of teams because of tiebreakers. They've lost to, um, you know, San Francisco's of the world. That's a difficult loss. Tampa Bay, you don't have to worry because they're probably going to win the division. They beat Carolina. They would Dallas. be one of, Dallas, um, run away, Dallas is going to win the division. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Um, Carolina matters, uh, although they seem to be going in a negative direction pretty quickly. Um, but they're going to be in it. So if in it is described as last wild card spot, um, I don't think that's really all that relevant to the law. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Long term, great. If you make it and you get some experience, playoff experience, you get blown out by Tampa Bay or wherever the number two seed is, um, uh, you know, great. But I I don't think you can get caught up in that fool's gold and say, hey, we're really, really close. No, you got to you got to be disciplined. And I think the Eagles are being disciplined. Um, and, and that's a positive from my perspective, to be honest, I, I don't think they should be worried about, uh, bringing a veteran back unless the veteran is the FU player. I always talk about, and there's only one FU player out there and we all know, and they're involved and they've tried to be involved since the very beginning. And, uh, they're probably not going to be able to get it done. Um, and that's fine. You just, but you got to have multiple plans. All right. Uh, I'll throw a player out there for you that I think is darn close to an FU player, but he probably will not be judged as an FU player here in Philadelphia. I think the Eagles actually need to uh, improve their linebackers. Um, well, they that's, haven't. That's certainly true. Right. They haven't done it in two years, four years, eight years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's been a long time since the Eagles putting emphasis on linebacker. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, while uh, Nick Sirianni and his guys were doing self-scouting this week, Howie Roseman did some self-scouting and came up with the uh, point of view that, hey, you know, we've been underestimating linebackers here for a while. Maybe we could adjust our thinking there. C.J. Mosley of the Jets, I think, is one of the best linebackers in football. He was before he signed with the Jets. He had a season-ending injury, and I think it was either – I'm a Jet fan, and I should know this. I think it was week one, but it might have been week two of the season. Not last year, but the year before. He decided to pass on all of last year. He opted out because of COVID. He's back and playing tremendous football for the Jets. And no one is noticing because the Jets stink and they're one and five and they're never the national TV game. I notice because yeah, I follow the Jets, but he is playing dynamite football again. He's a guy who's, if not 30, he might be 29, but I think he's 30. So he's not a young guy, um, but is a difference maker on the field. Could a guy like that interest the Philadelphia Eagles if the Jets are just looking to go completely on the rebuild, which they're half-heartedly in it anyway they have their quarterback now they got years to be able to build the team around them maybe they prefer to go younger and they see Mosley as only having a year or two left at that top competitive level would the Eagles do something like that and actually acknowledge yeah linebackers are kind of important in the NFL well uh, not with that player I I hope that uh, I mean he just makes too much money they just don't value that position if you go back to the original um, contract that that CJ signed and he's a good player. He's a really good player. Uh, but the jets, um, he, he, you know, he's one of those guys that they're never going to be involved with because they don't value that position. Same thing. When you talk about the draft and, and a Devin Wade white type, who's a top 10 pick, they're never going to be in that conversation. They're never going to be in the conversation with top 
top of the line linebackers from a money so perspective. Let, let me interrupt you, John, and I'll let you finish your point, but I, I need to, uh, to specifically now focus this. You said they. They Eagles. don't value that position. Who's they? Uh, the Eagles organization. So, I mean, they have – every organization has a strategy. Every organization – well, who formulates they, that strategy? Who well, Howie Roseman's in charge of so football operations. So it's Howie operation. Roseman. Yeah, Howie's. So Howie's you think in... he only hires people to work underneath him who follow in line and go linebackers aren't important? No, I I think, for instance, I think Jonathan Gannon would say, uh, "I need better linebackers." Now, if he says, um, "I need C.J. Mosley," uh, Howie Roseman's going to come back and say. Yeah, I, I mean, I like. He might even say, "I like C.J. Mosley as a player." I'm not paying a guy seventeen and a half million dollars to play linebacker next year, um, because we don't value that in position from a from a roster building standpoint. Um, in other words, you have to allocate your assets in a certain way. Um, most every team, let's be honest. I mean, the easy one is quarterback is obviously the most valuable position everybody agrees on that from there it's probably edge rusher and then it it starts to depend you know on teams the eagles value the offensive line and defensive line more than probably anybody else in the nfl um a lot of teams value corners uh in the modern nfl some teams uh value linebackers you really get to running back on the offensive side linebacker on the defensive side is where you have the the giant gesticulation some teams just do not care about running backs and do not care about linebackers the eagles would be (laughs) in that category on both sides of the football and it's usually the more analytically driven teams there's always exceptions, though. There's always exceptions. And for the Eagles, I always point out Christian McCaffrey. They were taking Christian McCaffrey in the first round of the 2017 draft. If by some miracle, he was going to fall to them. And that's a running back. But he's a different type of running back. He's obviously, you know, people forget because he hasn't played in so long. But is it, you know, he might. He might be. He's a better route runner than 95% of the receivers in this league. Um, He's a very, very unique player. Could that player develop at the linebacker position down the road? Maybe. Maybe that player could could show up, but he's not showing up as a 29-year-old guy who's already making, you know, who's already scheduled to make $17 million. They, they that would have to happen in the draft on a specific year when there's a player that they go, wow, okay, this guy, we don't like this. And to a certain extent, that happened this year, Jody, with receiver, because they don't value receiver either. But they said, well, this guy's a little bit different. Now, receiver isn't to the lower degree of running back or linebacker, but still, they don't want to take a receiver at number 10 overall. If there was a, a big-time edge rusher uh, that they thought was could be a difference maker, they would have defaulted in that direction. They just didn't see that type of player. Um, 
So, I mean, can there be a Christian McCaffrey? Can there be a unicorn? Yes, but it's going to happen in the draft. Here's why, and maybe I'm just too big a Mosley guy, uh, and I know he doesn't fit the Eagles' line of thinking. You seem to, uh, we, we seem to agree, maybe more so you than me, um, that they're going to pay Dallas Goddard whatever the hell they need to pay Dallas Goddard to keep him here. They've just parted ways with Zach Ertz. They think Goddard is a top tight end in the league. I think he's a top 10 tight end. I don't think he's a top five tight end. And we both uh, acknowledge that it's when you come to the table, when you sit down, what kind of number you're going to get paid. They're going to overpay this guy. So if they're worried about keeping their salary cap in place, that they can't pay a line, God forbid you pay a linebacker $17 million, I think they're going to pay Goddard 15 or 16 And I believe Mosley is a more effective player, more of a game changer, positions aside, than a guy like Dallas Goddard, which means if I were the Eagles, I would rethink my policy of not paying linebacker. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I'm just trying to give you the thought process of, of what I know from this organization. That's not even going to be a conversation. I, I mean, they just that that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's a certain um, and and tight end again. <clears throat> And we're only talking, I think Dallas is probably going to get 14, somewhere in that range, right under Kittle, which is 15. I think he's going to nestle right there. So 13, 14 in that range. I was trying to look up Mosley. Mosley is scheduled to make 2022, 17 and a half, uh, and then 18 and a half, 18 and a half. Although you can probably get out of the deal after 2022 that is a to use jerry seinfeld that is a big matzo ball at linebacker that is a big one that is a big contract at linebacker and i would say look the eagles aren't paying that for a linebacker i will i will say that a hundred percent certainly i would say 80 90 percent of the league wouldn't give that contract to a linebacker so that's they're why, not alone. That's they're, why they're not gonna, alone. That's why he's going to be available. Yeah. Because the Jets overpaid him. Now, yeah. I think he's a difference maker. I think he's one of the best linebackers in the game. But even saying that, 17 into 18 million is an overpay. It's an overpay across the league, but that's what makes a guy like Mosley available. That and the fact that the Jets are are even worse than the Eagles, more buried in the standings, and aren't going to be making a playoff run the next year or so. That's why you can get your hands on as talented a guy as Mosley. Well, yeah, but that's why you don't want to. There's always a reason, right? If there's a if there's a good players available, there's generally a reason, and that's the reason. And nobody wants to pay that for for a linebacker. And that's you know, sometimes I I think the Eagles are way too conventional in their thinking, and I say this all the time. They like to be. Um, described as an innovative organization. I think they're a go-along-with-everybody-else organization, to tell you the truth. I think they're very, very conventional. The the convention, though, is not necessarily old-school football. It's it's what is in vogue now, in vogue in the modern NFL. So it's the analytics. It's the you-can't-pay-this-position-this. You-can't-pay-this-position-that. 
they're they're very they go along with the rest of the league when it comes to, to stuff like that. And nobody pays linebackers eighteen and a half million dollars in the modern NFL. And the Eagles aren't paying a linebacker eighteen and a half million dollars. Right. I'm just saying could be time for a change because the Eagle defense has not wowed me this year. And I think the uh, Raiders are going to put up a 30 spot on them minimum this week, which will once again point to the fact that maybe they need to make some adjustments on defense. That's my stance. Up next, we get the stance of a Wizen Eagle veteran reporter. Our buddy Paul Domwich is going to hop aboard right here on Birds 365. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer every... gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
you're listening to and watching Birch 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We thank you for that. A football Friday. For that, we bring in an esteemed colleague. He's only been doing this for years. And wait, what is this? I understand. You're going to be working with John McMullen all... going forward, Damo? Yeah, that's a bad turn for Damo. Those right old there. guys have to stick together. Yeah, that's they, true. Who twisted your arm to do this? I twisted Damo's arm. <laughs> I figured, I saw his writing for the 33rd team. So, you know, we had Mike Tannenbaum on the show. Joe Banner, obviously involved. Uh, so I said, oh, Damo's doing some stuff. So let me ask him. And he had that great stats package uh, for the Inquirer um, all those years on Fridays, which I thought. So now it's going to be on Billy Mag. I'm excited. Eagles report Billy Mag. So Looking everyone can check that out. Yeah, retirement has not been what I expected. Uh, <laughs> no retirement. My plan was, you know, going to focus on writing a book and take it easy and wake up late. And uh, now I'm writing five days a week. And, uh, <laughs> on hold. Well, you got to say no. You could have said no, Dom. Well, I so, could have, but I didn't want to. So <laughs> I think, so, you know, yeah. I'm looking forward to working with you, John. It, it is exciting. But uh, all right, let's shift gears to the Eagles. That's the most important part of this. So Las Vegas writers for once, Damo. I'm I'm the optimistic one. I think this is a winnable game. I'm not in love with the Raiders. They've done some nice things, but obviously they're going through some some difficulties, mm -hmm. some uncharted waters with with what's going on with John Gruden. Uh, the Eagles have certainly not looked good, but I see this as a at least a winnable game. I don't expect them to win, but I think it's more of a Carolina San Francisco game than. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Dallas, where you kind of knew, all right, they're probably not going to win this game. Am I wrong? Can they beat this Raiders team? I agree. I completely agree. I, I think it's very winnable. And I think the, the fact that the line is so small kind of tells you that the, uh, the, the you know, the, the gamblers and the betters uh, think so. You know, I'm not a big, I mean, the Raiders can't run the ball. I, I'm not a big Derek Carr fan. He, you know, he can be, he can be hot. He can be cold. Um, you know, he's, he, they're, they've had a lot of success with the deep ball this year, but that's the one thing the Eagles aren't going to give up on Sunday because they got those safeties playing back, uh, you know, by the 700 level or whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever the Legion stadium, whatever there. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, it takes away what they can do. I mean, what, what the Raiders are not very good at is stopping the run. And so this is going to require a commitment by uh, Nick Sirianni to run the ball, which he has not been willing to do yet. We'll see if that happens on uh, Sunday. I think a, a, it would help if they don't fall behind early and he feels a need to start putting the ball up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very winnable. All right, uh, Damo, this should be fun. Um, we're going to do a little role play here. And with the coin flip, it is heads. Eagles, your choice. What does Nick Sirianni do? He kicks. <laughs> he defers, like always. Why do teams always defer? Why wouldn't you want to take That's the ball I, and yeah. go, we're going to run it down your throats, Raiders, on your field, on your house. How about a little aggression here, head coach? 
rather than go, oh, we'll get the ball to start the second half. John and I debated this uh, last week, and we what well, wasn't a debate, but we both kind of questioned the Eagles that if they win the coin flip, should they or shouldn't they defer? They won the coin flip and they deferred. Of course they did, and they lost the game. I say you win the coin flip, take the ball, Damo. Well, with this team, I think you do uh, because the defense has given up first possession touchdowns just about every game or at least points every game on first possession, which which kind of takes away what you're trying to accomplish by deferring and, and getting some momentum and then giving the ball to the offense. So uh, but, you know, I, I think Nick's set, set in his ways when it comes to this. I'd be surprised if that changes. Yeah, it's interesting because, Damo, before you came on, we were talking about linebackers and, and Jody wanting them to put more emphasis on that position, which they should, but they're never going to be a team that goes all in that that position, pay big money for that position. They'd like to be, and you talk to Joe Banner a lot, and, and this really probably goes back to Joe, they'd like to be uh, labeled as innovative. Yeah. But to me... They're very conventional. They're very, they go along with the current thought processes in the league. This is the way you should do things. It's quarterback. We all know it's quarterback. When a value of a position, then it's edge rusher, build on the offensive, defensive line. Why aren't they more malleable if they want to be considered innovative? Yeah. Well, I mean, with Schwartz. You know, I mean, it's it's ironic because early in his career, linebackers were, you know, those big line, inside linebackers were a big part of his scheme. When he got to Philadelphia, I don't know if it's because he was what he was working with. I mean, he just found a way to to be successful without particularly good linebackers or semi-successful. Uh, you know, I mean, they can be better. This group can be better than they've shown. I think the defense has made them look – the scheme has made them look – I mean, look at Alex Singleton. Last year – he was a very serviceable player last year. He was, you know, he attacked, he, yeah. he, he was comfortable in, in, in Schwartz's scheme this year. I mean, it's just been, it's been hard to watch the last several weeks. I mean, I, I made the comment on Twitter that watching their linebackers uh, make tackles reminded me of, of a cowboy Western where the horse is dragging <laughs> the, the rider on the ground. I mean, that's pretty much what it's been because Alex Singleton's not a guy that's going to, you know, meet somebody in the hole and bring them down. I mean, that's not his – and stop him for no gain. That's not his uh, shtick. Um, you know, I think they thought – I think Howie's plan linebacker-wise was, okay, well, we'll draft some. You know, I'm going to find some fast guys and like Davion Taylor and and they're going to surprise people. And that's how – you know, and we got a whole rookie contract where we don't have to pay him. So we're still able to spend money elsewhere. Uh, you know, Devian Taylor, you know, he's starting to make a couple plays at least, but he's still not a very good player and has and, and very raw. You know, it'll be interesting next year with 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 Howie because the, the cap goes up so much. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, they've got Carson Wentz off the books. Uh, so, I mean, they can they can. If, that's when we'll find out what they really think of the linebacker position or or, or how how much they feel they need to bring in a, a somebody better than Eric Wilson to, to deal with that position because they'll be able to pay him. Well, they'll also be able to put some money into the defensive end position because yes. Derek Barnett, I believe will not be back here. They've already made the commitment to Josh wet and signed him to a contract extension. I think <laughs> a fair market contract extension, not a team friendly deal, not an, Oh my God, they knew they were going to have to compete. They paid with uh, they had to pay 
above and beyond to keep him. I thought a fair market deal. They're going to make another play for a defensive end with uh, not knowing what Brandon Graham is going to be able to come back at. If they've got a big play in them to play, spend big bucks and get a top of the line player in the league, is there a chance at the end in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, both in the draft and free agency next year. I mean, let's let's assume Jalen Hurts convinces them he's the quarterback of the future. Then you've got three picks. You know, I think one of the high priorities in the draft next year, if that's the case, would <clears throat> be an edge rusher. Uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't really checked the class. I know there's some some good ones out there. So, you know, and, and plus, you know, I mean, it's not just the edge rusher. I mean. Uh, Fletcher Cox has got, you know, he may be going, he may not be playing with this team after this year. Uh, so defensive tackle yeah. is a situation you got to deal with, especially, you know, with the fronts they're using a lot of three man fronts, you got to find a bigger guy. Um, you know, it'll be interesting, but that, that the defensive line is going to have to be remade for the most part. Well, Domo, I mean, everything, we're getting ahead of ourselves when we talk about the draft. Everything about this season is about figuring out if you have the quarterback. Right. You, we have a six-game sample size now. I I don't know. Do you know? Where are you? I don't know what they have in Jalen Hurts. And isn't that the biggest problem of all? And I guess my question is, are they running an offense that enables you to evaluate the quarterback properly and if not why aren't they yeah i mean i started the season believing this guy would prove to them that he's the guy there have been times when i've thought that and then there's games like last week where you just scratch your head uh you know he's still his decision making is very slow uh you know particularly on the deep ball. He's late on a lot of those deep balls, which have hurt. Although some of them have resulted because he's been late with them. They've resulted in passing. The eyes, yeah. So I guess that's helped. Um, but he, he doesn't throw very well from the pocket. Uh, and, you know, when he extends a play, he doesn't seem to keep his eyes down the field because, I mean, I have yet to, you know, every time he, he bolts for the, for the sideline, you know, it's, it's, he's right on the sideline before he finally gets rid of the ball. Now, you got Devonta Smith out there. I just cannot believe he can't shake open and, and, and get open where, where these two can kind of combine on some of, the, you know, on some of these kind of plays. But, but it, it hasn't been happening. Uh, so, you know, I love the, the running that he brings to the position. I mean, he's got five touchdowns. Um, only Lamar Jackson has more rushing first downs. But as, as as nice as that is to have, if he cannot throw the ball and, and get first downs that way, um, you know, you can't go forward believing he's the guy. So right now I'm still up in the air, guys. Damo, I want you to go with me here. Uh, if you don't want to say, Jody, get lost. Uh, but I, I really want you to go with me here. <laughs> um, Lane Johnson just coming back, missed a couple of weeks, had issues. We know what kind of an important role he plays on this team. Brandon Brooks done for the season. Isaac Samalo out for the season. Eagles relatively young along the offensive line. A veteran really needs to step up on this team. And they've got one who not only is a phenomenal player, but a leader and a guy who, when he needs to, can craft a statement like nobody's business, like he did for Ben Simmons yesterday. You know who I'm <laughs> referring to, Jason Kelsey. What's the chance that Jason Kelsey, 
when they got back from their mini vacation, coaches were working 24-7, texting each other with great ideas on games they were seeing on TV. But the players got to take some downtime. Eventually, the coaches and players got back together at practice. What's the chance that Jason Kelsey gets Nick Sirianni alone in a room and says, let's run the effing ball. What the hell are we doing here? I know every offensive lineman on the planet would rather run block than pass block. They all do. Everyone does. Is there any chance Jason Kelsey tells the uh, play caller for the Philadelphia Eagles, a.k.a. his head coach, let's run the effing ball? I think that absolutely probably happened, Jody. Uh, You know, I mean, Jason's maybe in his last year here, maybe his next to last year, but time's running out, and he knows they need to run the ball more. He knows they can run the ball, especially with lane back. So, uh, I mean, there's no reason he wouldn't hesitate to knock on the door or my guess is Nick's door is always open. Um, Went in and told him, let's run the damn ball. Now we'll find out if he does. (laughs) I I hope that's what we see. That gives him a chance to win. If I knew that for sure, I'd be more optimistic about this game. I don't. And that's why I don't think the Eagles are going to win. Well, the Eagles are, and this is what's so strange to me, Damo, and I don't know if this is still the case. You might know. The Eagles were number one in this league in explosive plays in the running game. Now, it's all because of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's unconventional, obviously. They're not turning the football. They're not under center, turning around, handing the football to the running back but they generated explosive plays in the running game. Um, now, in the passing game, the the stat that troubles me is 208 throws, I think six of them in between the hash marks. And you have Zach Ertz at the time, obviously gone now. You have Dallas Goddard. You have Kenny Gainwell, who can run those angle routes. You have Miles Sanders, who can do some things in the passing game, although he's inconsistent. That's like, I can't figure out this offense. I can't figure out what they're trying to accomplish. I said before you came on, I can at least figure out what Jonathan Gannon is trying to accomplish. It might not be pretty, but I get what he's trying to do. I can't explain what Nick Sirianni is trying to do offensively. Can you explain it? Well, you know, I mean, he's admitted uh, several times he's, he's never really had much experience at coaching a quarterback like this. I mean, most of his quarterbacks have been, you know, Philip Rivers uh, types. Uh, so I think that plays into it a little bit. He's, he's still trying to learn how to use this guy. I think Jalen's inconsistency, I think they, they keep from week to week trying to figure out the best way to make him successful. Um, you know, and it's, you know, I don't know why the RPOs don't work. I mean, that's that's what he ran at Oklahoma. He's got guys that can run it here. I mean, I, I figured you run Devonta Smith on a slant and you yeah. can't get six yards, seven yards a pop. That just is in, incomprehensible to me. Uh, and then it opens up the passing, uh, the run game. So I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, I thought Brian Johnson would, would, would help all of this because of his background, not only with Jalen, but with these kind of offenses that were, you know, I mean, Brian was a, was a, was a running quarterback, a read option quarterback himself years yeah. ago at Utah and has coached it uh, along the way that that offense. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming he's got input a lot of it. Um, you know, 
I'm thinking just one day we're going to wake up on a Sunday and everything's going to work. And you're going to say, wow, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're here, we're entering week seven and it's still, uh, you know, very scattershot. Uh, so I don't know. On the offensive line, you get Lane Johnson back, which is huge, uh, right. which means they get to move Driscoll back inside where I think he did a good job for the one week he played before Lane went down. Um, and of course they got uh, Dickerson on the other side. This should be a good offensive line, which means they should be able to run the football. And I would take the ball to begin with, win the coin toss, take the ball, try and run the ball before you fall behind. Because I think Nick Sirianni always falls prey to, uh-oh, we're losing. We got to throw it 75% of the time. Will Eagles, if they choose to run the ball this week, we'll start with that assumption. If that's the case, will they run it effectively, Dama? If they run, they should be able to run it effectively. The Raiders are not very good at stopping the run. I think they're giving up like 4.6 yards a pop. Uh, you know, people like Austin, uh, <laughs> the, the Chargers are running back. Austin, actually. Uh, a lot of guys have had success against them. So, you know, the key is going to be they need to stay with the Raiders. They can't turn this into another, we're down 14 nothing. And we got to play catch up again because that's when you're going to see the run disappear. Um, so, which you know plays into why you should want them to get the ball at the beginning and yeah. just drive on the field with the run. But uh, I, they should be able to do it against the Raiders. Now, ev- everybody likes to play from the lead in this league, Dom. It was just easier to play when you had the lead, but it does seem to be more paramount for this particular team. I mean, they're not equipped to come back from two score deficits right? Uh, because they can't throw the football from the pocket, at least consistently. Um, from the standpoint of arm strength, I think that's been overrated with Jalen Hurts. I think you're right uh, when you say he's late on those uh, deep throws. I mean, we saw the Hail Mary. Was it Baker Mayfield's Hail Mary? Whichever yeah. one sixty five, like who throws the ball seventy yards in this league? I mean, who cares? Aaron Rodgers can get it there, but if you get the ball out on time, Jalen Hurts has plenty of arm. So is it just anticipation? Is it just trusting what he sees? Is it just you know the natural evolution of a young quarterback? Yeah, is, is there a possibility for improvement? I think there is, John. Uh, I, I, you're right. I don't think it's arm strength with him. It's touch. It's timing. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's got enough arm strength to make all the throws, including the deep ball. He's made, you know, he's underthrown a lot of balls, but I don't think it's because it's because he, he was late with it. I don't know. I mean, he's just not he doesn't seem right now still doesn't seem comfortable. And, and, and as far as his recognition skills in the pocket. Uh, he doesn't move around in the pocket nearly as well as even a, you know, I mean, you watch, I mean, I, this is a bad comparison because the guy's the greatest quarterback of all time, but Tom Brady, you know, can't, doesn't have yeah, a, a third of the speed this guy does, but he knows how he, he knows how to feel pressure needs, when, no, needs to, knows when he needs to climb the pocket. You know, he's still learning that uh, because he never had to do it before at Oklahoma, at Alabama, got the ball first read, it's out. You know, now it's different. That first read's taken away, and he's got to be patient. He's got to understand what he's doing back there. And I think the game is still – I mean, this is a smart kid, and I've always felt that coaches' kids are the best people to have as quarterbacks. And 
but it's still he's in his second year. What this is his eleventh start, twelfth start. Yeah, Eleven. Uh, yeah. I think the game has not yet quite slowed down for him yet, uh, to the point where, you know, we can make an accurate judgment on his uh, true talent. So, when that'll happen, uh, you know, if you're Nick Sirianni, you're sure hoping it's this week. Uh, I think it's happening a little bit at a time, but he's still very inconsistent, and that's you know that's what's troubling right now. Now, your old colleague, before you jump in, Jody, I just want to follow up. Marcus Hayes, our buddy. Yeah. Um, he went there. He went there this week. And, uh, uh, <laughs> I get So I guess you don't agree. Marcus was on the show. When we have it. Was that yesterday, yesterday. Jody? I, everything yeah. runs together. Uh, he went there. I give him credit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what, what are you going to bench Jalen Hurts for in, in Philadelphia right now? Exactly. What purpose does that serve? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there none, uh, and 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 certainly Jalen hasn't played poorly enough for four quarters to 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 convince you. Even if you thought, okay, we still got a shot at the playoffs, and and I'm sure they still believe that they can, with the games they've got, that they can at least be a, a nine and eight team. Uh, but yeah, there's, uh, you know, I love Marcus to death, but <laughs> he, he's full of it with that. I mean, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> oh, crunching Joe Flacco to the rescue. We shall see. I don't think Nick Sirianni sees it either. Um, one of the reasons why I think the Eagles are going to lose by two scores on Sunday is the Raiders' tight end. The over-under number on yards receiving for Darren Waller is 59 and a half. You taking the under or the over, Donald? Probably the over. Uh, you know, I mean <laughs> – they're going to try and take away Rugs and, and Edwards on the deep ball, which is, you know, I, I, I believe Carr has thrown the most 20 plus pass plays uh, in the league. So, I mean, you can't give them that. That's yeah. you. So that's going to open things up for Waller even more than usual. Uh, key there and the key, as it was with, with Schwartz's defense, is you got to tackle them as soon as they catch the ball. I mean, there can be no yak, there can be no yards after the catch. And that's not happening this year, mainly because they're even they're playing even farther back than usual, and they're they seem to be slow getting to receivers like Waller. But so I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get a lot of yards on Sunday. Um, they just have to hope that they're not, you know, backbreaking yards. By the way, Tom, I've been asking everybody this week. Do you remember when Baltimore was in here for joint practices? And Darren Waller was a rookie receiver out of Georgia Tech. And he just beat the Eagles like a drum that day. I was like, who the hell is this kid? Who is this? And then all the years down the road, he changes into a tight end and he becomes a star. Yeah. I say that for this reason. Tyree Jackson, they activated, they started his 21-day uh, window. Mm -hmm. Looks fine physically. The Eagles, Howie Roseman brought him up twice, and nobody asked him about him when he traded Zach Ertz at the press conference. Um, so he did it on his own. Shane Steichen brought him up. Nick Sirianni brought him up. They really think they have something in Tyree Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I was there with you this summer, John. Watched him in, in, in training camp, and I love the guy. I mean, he made some plays including the play that, got, that he got hurt yeah. on. Uh, but he, he, you know, he's huge and he can, he can, he can do more than get in the way as a blocker, um, which is nice. You know, as you know, I love Zach Ertz, but 
Zach Ertz could not block, and that's why he was expendable. I mean, Dallas Goddard's going to make mistakes, but he's he's one of the best in-line tight ends in the league, and, you know, that that can help your running game. And get that's one reason why I think they can run this week, getting him back uh, against the Raiders gives them an extra blocker up front. So, But I think Jackson's going to be a, a terrific player. I think they're going to slowly integrate him into the offense, uh, we'll see more and more 12, I think, although they still favor 11. But, I mean, you can't let this guy just sit on the bench. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be a terrific player, I, I, and I like what he brings to the table. All right, Damo, I uh, want to do a little schedule breakdown with you, if that's okay. Um, sure. Take a look at the Eagles, six games in, knew the beginning of the schedule, season start, <clears throat> going to be difficult, tough matchups. That's why they're two and four. The tail end of the schedule, if you take Dallas and put them on hold, that different look, 17th game, we all kind of screw it up talking about, well, if they go 8-8, eight and eight, well, they can't go 8-8 eight and eight anymore, stupid, because they play 17 games. So we'll put Dallas week 17 aside. You got five games here, and then you got the final five before you get to Dallas. Those final five are Washington twice, the Giants twice, and the Jets. That's slim pickings. And I know the Eagles are two and four, but I think the Giants are worse. I think Washington's worse. They're very similar, but I'll give the Eagles a slight nod. And yes, painstakingly, I will say the Jets are worse. So these next five games are key. If you can make hay in those final five before Dallas, these next five are key. For me, for the Eagles to be in the thought process of potentially sneaking into the playoffs, which maybe some people want no part of, but... I thought that every fan wanted to take a shot every year, but that's just me. Next five, Vegas at Detroit, home Chargers at Denver, home New Orleans. For me, they got to go three and two. Out of those five games, they have to find a way to go three and two. They'll still be below 500 going into those last five by one game, but those are an easy five that you should be able to go well over 500. Who are the three wins? Vegas, Detroit, Chargers, Denver, Saints. If we're optimistically thinking they go three and two there, who are they beating? Well, I've, you know, I've got them winning Sunday. Close, but I've got them winning. Um, you know, I think they'll be, you know, the Saints just, I don't think are as good as, you know, Jameis Winston's going to come down to earth at some point here. I mean, I expected them to have a, you know, an apop- apocalyptical season, it hasn't happened. But so, I mean, I think that's a, a, a game they win. They don't beat the Chargers. Uh, Detroit's the one that concerns me. Gonna, one day they're going to have to show up and, and they're going to be like, okay, this is the day we win. And they, they're not as bad as nope. they look. No, they oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I they disagree. Are. I'm with Tomo. They got a 66-yard field goal from the greatest kicker of all time. They lost on that. Then they the great, lost the, the next kicker week. of all time is in Baltimore. That's what I said. That's who beat oh, okay. Tucker That's who beat they lost 66, to, right. okay. 66 yard field goal. Uh, then the next week they lost on a, I think a 56 yard field yeah. goal at the buzzer. They've been in games, Jody. They've been, they got to win one. Uh, I guess Rod Marinelli didn't win one, so they don't have to win. No, one. they don't. They find ways to lose and they'll do the same against the Eagles. And uh, we can change from now. They're they're a losing franchise. But Domino's Domino's right in the fact that they've been in games. They haven't. They've been. They've had opportunities to win games. Right. 
So I'm okay. I'm going to say Raiders. I'm going to say they win the next two weeks. They're going to beat the, the Lions, but it'll be close. They beat the Raiders on Sunday and they beat the Saints. And they have a chance to go four and one. If I mean, again, it it all comes down to the quarterback. I mean, if he gets his act together, uh, this they've got an explosive offense. Uh, it's just you know, and the defense is going to continue to play this bend but don't sort of break def- uh, approach, but. Ben, but break. <laughs> ben, but ben, ben, but eventually break yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's go. Let's play this out for November 2nd. So say they beat the Raiders, they beat the Lions. I think the worst case scenario for this team is they talk themselves in it. Uh, maybe we can make a run. And we're sellers at the trade deadline. We're buyers instead of sellers. And they're trying to bring in players. Domo, don't you think they have to be disciplined and, and say this is the transition year Jeffrey Lurie said it was way back when he fired Doug Peterson. You can't get caught up in that stuff. No, and I, I don't think they will um, because they're they're so looking forward to next year. And um, I know that, you know, being a seller would add more draft picks to that. But who are you going to sell right now? I mean, well, nobody's going nobody's to take Fletcher Cox from you. Um you know, I thought the guy that they might actually think of trading it before he started, uh, before he had his problems was Lane Johnson. Um, and that's not going to happen now. So I don't know. I don't know who you would trade that would get you anything but a seventh round pick. So I'm not sure why there's a, you know, and, and I don't know who you'd want where you'd have to give up. You know, they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to give up those three picks next year or, the, you know, theoretically three picks in the first round. So uh, I think they stay pat, stand pat, play with what they got. All right. If they uh, go further seller rather than flip the script and go buyer, which is what I'm rooting for, um, (laughs) which of the two corners, if they were to settle corner, they're not going to be able to uh, trade uh, Slay. His contract is just too big, my estimation. But Nelson's contract is up. Maddox's contract is up. Certainly, Nelson outside guy, Maddox inside guy, but everybody in the NFL runs three wide receivers out there on every single play. So the importance of the slot corner has just risen over this over the last several years in this league. Which would they get a bigger draft pick for, Nelson or Maddox? Well, definitely Maddox, but you don't want to get rid of him. I mean, hey, he, he, I mean, I, I've liked Maddox since, as a slot guy since they drafted him. And in fact, I thought maybe they didn't move him to safety. I think John and I have had that discussion early on, and I was kind of in the minority on that. Probably still am. Um, but when he made that play in the end zone, knocked that ball away, he, he won my heart for the rest of the year. That was a hell of a play. A hell of a play. And, well, he's, and he's they, had, they had three interceptions that day, and his play was actually the best athletic play yeah. of the entire game against Carolina. Yeah. But he's the guy you could get something for. I, you know, what are you going to get for Steve Nelson? A, a jock? I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Let's end it on some positivity, Domo, because Jody and I have foreshadowed. I think the Eagles have a chance to win the game, but I don't have them winning the game. You said you got to win in the game. Why do you have the Eagles beating the Las Vegas Raiders? No John Gruden, Rich Passaccia can't stop the run. What what gives you that optimism? I like actually. I mean, I've known Rich for a long time, but I think last week's win over the Broncos was kind of an emotional. Yeah, you didn't know what they were going to do with with Gruden gone, a new coach. I think they rode that 
in a positive way last week. But it's, you know, that kind of emotion generally lasts one week. Now they're back to normal. They're back to being the Raiders that they were before that. And I just don't think they're a particularly good team. They've got a lot of flaws. Um, you, you know, they're like I said, they're not going to get the deep ball against the Eagles. So uh, they're going to have to run the ball and, and maybe they can win that way. But, I, you know, I think the Eagles can run the ball, will run the ball this week. I think Hurts needs, you know, they, they need to keep the takeaways down. They're not going to get many takeaways from the, uh, or, you know, from the, the, the Raiders. I think they have the fewest in the league, like four all on car interceptions. But uh, so that's why I think they can win. I, I don't think they're going to give You know, this is a game where if you don't give up the big, this kind of feeds into Gannon's, the philosophy don't give up the big play you know just make them work and and, and good things will happen and I, I that's why i think they'll win all right several things we will not hear on the broadcast on sunday uh jalen hurts under center um the eagles run the ball for the third consecutive play oh you might hear that <laughs> and 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 the Eagles have won the toss and decided to receive. Those are three things we will not hear on the broadcast of the Eagles game this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm a pessimist. Every once in a while, I just got to call him the way you see him, and we did so. That's why we bring you on, Dama, because you call him the way you see him. A pleasure, buddy. My condolences for having to work with John McMullen. I know I do it, so uh, got to yeah. suck it up and get that done. But uh, looking forward to read both of you guys in Philly, Meg. Dama will get you back in a couple weeks. All right, brother? Thanks, guys. Good talking to you. Thanks, Tom. Fall down with you. Now a Philly mag doing work with John McMullen. And it's going to be a must-read for you Eagle guys the same way it is for uh, tuning in here to Birds 365. All right, we'll come back, put a bow on the show. I might shock you with my Eagle pick. Wow. Not not happening out here. So got to come back anyway. You. Come on. Maybe think McMullen will shock you. Maybe he'll break. flop. Maybe he's going to go Eagles. Yeah. Stay right here and find out. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Uh, we're missing our music. This has been a technical football Friday here on Birds 365. But somehow we've gotten through it. Johnny Mack, we've only got three minutes left. Quickie reveal. Bob Gross was on. He did not think the Eagles could win. I, did he give us a score? Did Gross give us he a score? He didn't give us a score. But that's our fault. I was worried about technical issues. I didn't ask for a score. Right. It's a shame on me, too. Um, but he certainly, through all the answers that he gave, uh, I think it was pretty clear that Bob doesn't think the Eagles are going to win. No. We just had Paul Domwich on, who said he's picking an Eagles win. A bit of an upset. They're a three-point underdog going out to Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, the Eagles have been underdog in all seven games that they played so far this year. So they've won twice as an underdog. He's making it a third time against Vegas. John Detroit McMullen coming up. Are they going to be favored before we get to that? Are they going? Well, probably depends on this week. Right. Um, that'll be that'll be a fun line to check out. Uh, and I think they should be favored because I think the Lions stink. You and Damo give them credit for being close. I don't. I like Deuce. Uh, I might like Deuce, too. Sorry, Deuce, you picked the loser. Every once in a while, you jump on the wrong uh, horse and you end up losing. And I think Deuce has. Um, Johnny Mack, you're off to Vegas. Sometimes uh, people go to uh, Vegas... And they never return. They just disappear uh, I'll from be the back. face of the earth. I so this could be this, trip. this could be the last statement you ever make on Birds 365. Uh, no, you're not going to be back in time for Monday. So we're not going to hear from you till Tuesday. If you do make it out of Vegas, what happens? Vegas Raiders versus the Eagles on Sunday. Well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I can't tell you that yet. Now they're gonna they're gonna lose the football game. Look, I can't. I think it's a winnable game, as I explained, but I can't pick them to win until I actually see them do it. Now, we saw them do it. I, I compared this early in the show to San Francisco and Carolina. They won one. They lost one. They beat Carolina. They, they lost to San Francisco. Ironically, I think San Francisco, um, uh, um, <laughs> they outplayed San Francisco. I think Carolina – outplayed them uh and they lost against san francisco they beat carolina 
so I think they're going to be in the football game. I think they're going to have a chance to win the football game. I like Damo's thought process. I have the same thought process. I thought Las Vegas rode in emotional wave the right way. I think that only lasts one week. I think they start feeling the effects of what's going on outside off the field. But I can't until I see it, I can't pick the Eagles. I have the Raiders winning 28 to 22. 28 22, then your your score and my score relatively close. Um, I got the Raiders winning 33 24, which is more than a one score game. It's a two score game. Um, maybe the Eagles have it late, knowing that they've got to be able to score. And two scores will be a significant difference and a fourth quarter hill that they can't climb over. I think this is another one of those die by a thousand paper cut deaths. I think that the quarterback will be happy to just throw it underneath and uh, hit rugs on a couple of uh, under routes rather than going over the top. Jonathan can play his good deep defense and not give up any uh, 40-yard bombs, but the Raiders will just march it down the field and score. That way, I'm putting a 33 spot on. They win easily 33-24, which means over and Raiders. Sorry, Eagles fans. But here's the good news. If I'm wrong, you can come here and abuse me on the stream come Monday. I'm going to be here. McMullen's not. He's got to go to Vegas. It's going to be friggin' 5 o'clock in the morning when the show starts for him out there in Las Vegas. So he's taking a pass on Monday. Jeff Kerr will be in his stead. Uh, feel free to call into the last 10 minutes of the show. If you're up, if you're in the hotel room waiting to leave, if you want to hop on for the last uh, 10, 15 minutes, Feel free, Johnny Mac, if you're up that early, if you could do something like that. Uh, what we do there? We just lost John. Oh, that that's what it's going to be like on Monday? without. No, I, I just hit the wrong thing. I hit leave stream instead of on mute. My dog was barking. But uh, it, 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 I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm on a 5 a.m. flight from Las Vegas. And then I got to get to Dallas. And then I got to transfer Dallas to Philadelphia. Um, so it's not a matter of... I'm not going to be up. I'm going to be up for the show. I'm going to oh, be okay. up for Birds 365. Uh, so I'm if the be... flight's delayed, that means we can have you on at the top of the show? If the flight's delayed, if something, which is, don't even say that, Jed, because I'm dreading this to begin with. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on the stinking plane. That's the issue. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for a flight delay so we can punch up at the top of the show. Either way, safe travels, my friend. Thanks for uh, doing it this week, bud. Always, and I'll be looking forward Tuesday. You'll have Jeff Kerr Monday uh, on Burst 365. I'm, I'm sure you'll break down, and I will try to uh, check in if at all possible. So but hopefully that When you get out. on that plane, have your phone on silent. Don't be breaking any laws for us. Don't get yourself thrown off the plane. Whispers. I don't think that matters. Whispers. I don't, I don't think it matters. <laughs> Nor do I, but uh, you got to follow the rules. Yeah. We try to follow the rules here on Burst 365. Rules are... We'll be back Monday morning after an Eagles-Raiders game. We'll be back to talk about it then. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck to the Eagles. I think they need it. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify.